Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jenikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 1, Episode 20, Peanut Butter and Jealousy. Very clever. Now... We should hire this person to title our mini <laughs> That was the first thing I was going to say. The second thing I was going to say was I was irritated throughout most of this episode trying to figure out why peanut butter, where peanut butter was in all of this. Right. And it wasn't until the end of the episode when Billy mentions peanut butter. They really tagged it on though. But it's sort of like my thought process when I'm coming up with a horrible pun titles for our mini episode on our other podcast. Yeah. Uh, it was very funny. Anyway. And you knew Billy would have something to do with the peanut butter, <sighs> right? There, <laughs> this episode really was about jealousy, though. No. Jealousy gets hit on the head through several storylines. Yes. For sure. So we open up with a montage of Billy putting on his tux because... He's getting ready for this advertising gala. I can't believe that it's a tux gala. Because when we see it later, it it looks pretty low budget. It looked super low budget. And Allison has a nice dress on. This is I thought this is the nicest she's ever looked. It was and it was hot. It's a short little sequin number showing a lot of skin. Occasionally Allison will turn it out. Like, yeah. like that time when she went to Keith's beach house in the black cocktail dress. Right. Was that also coming from a business thing or no, I know it was like something that she got at Jane's shop or something, right? She got it at Jane's shop and it was just to be sexy for Keith. Yeah. Yeah. So Allison's wearing like, this is a very sequin dress. And of course, Allison is like complaining. She's like nervous about going to this party. She's like, oh, it feels like prom night all over again. Right. Which you know is horrible for Allison. Allison had a terrible prom. (laughs) Jake is there. For some reason. For whatever reason. (laughs) They never all hang out. But Jake is at the apartment and he's telling Allison about Joe's husband. He's like, yeah, this guy... Her husband just showed up, but I haven't told her yet. I know. It's like Jake is there purely to give them the update on Joe. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Sometimes they just throw three people together that we never really see together. <laughs> I mean, I know J- Jake and Allison had a moment early right. on in the season. Right. But we rarely see this, you know, trio together alone. This is a rare trio. I can't remember what exactly. I think that Alice had said something along the lines of like wanting to make a good impression. And Jake said, well, taking Billy won't help. <laughs> and I was just 
like, why? Damn, Jake. Like, he just totally owned Billy for absolutely no reason. So that just made me laugh because, like I said, Jake is the MVP for me. He is consistently saying some funny lines that go under the radar. And I wanted to give him props for... It's just always funny when anyone takes Billy down Grant, for some reason. You're right, Desi. Grant Show is very underrated comedic actor in this series. Yes. I think people don't think of him as being funny. Right. Like, they respect him for his drama, for and, sure. And for his... And because he's so handsome. Yeah, but he just throws these one-liners off sometimes. And it's like you said, I think, last episode about why he's kind of like... um sexy or whatever or because he a romantic because he's not really trying he just is right and i feel the same way with his comedy like he's not trying to be funny like sometimes billy is Ugh. and it's always painful <laughs> he's just funny yeah he's naturally funny and that's something you can't fake billy no so billy got owned we love to see it at joe's apartment she gets a message that she's been rejected from another job honestly not surprised those seagull pictures were not that good no they they're not they're not doing a seagull campaign. Who is blown away by these pictures? Well, the funny thing is, like, even if she's trying to be artistic, it's like, okay, well, no one wants to see that beach pictures, really, Joe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Jake comes over and she wants to go out and drink her troubles away, and she's like, "We can start at Shooters." As if another they, laugh out loud line. As if they would start anywhere else. That's the only bar that these people know about in Los yeah. Angeles. I mean, I appreciate Joe trying though, like to venture somewhere else past Shooters. The eventually, eventually they'll start at Shooters. Here's what's going to happen: they're going to go to Shooters. Joe's going to get so drunk at Shooters, she's like, "Let's just go home and fuck." Yeah, that works out for Jake, even though they haven't fucked yet. Yeah. Jane is measuring Rhonda because Jane is making Rhonda's wedding dress. Bad idea, Rhonda. Really bad idea. You have money now. You can get Terrence to get you a gorgeous gown. Like go to one of the bridal shops on Robertson Boulevard. I was also confused by Jane. She's like, I'm going to do lot sleeves since Terrence wants a classic wedding. Just like what sleeves are classic, like I guess she's probably thinking like I'm going to be the first person who's inspired by Grace Kelly's wedding gown, right? And is is this where Sydney's like that's passe? Sydney was hilarious in this scene because Sydney is like, like you know, on the sidelines making comments and suggestions because she's a designer now. She's a designer now, but also Sydney, like we said last episode, is clearly more trendy than Jane. Right. And she even has Kay to back her up because she's like, Kay says once it's in the magazines, it's already passe. Right. And so she says she calls Jane's plunging back idea passe. (laughs) And Jane is like, Sydney, can you just stop? Yeah. And Sydney leaves and she goes, just trying to be helpful. And the way she delivers that line, classic Laura Layton. Classic. There's just something, an inflection in her voice that is like very specific to mm. her. I don't know if it's an accent or where she's from regionally, but I love it. Jane groans and she's like telling Rhonda, she's like, I'm trying to be patient with her. Yeah. She vents to Rhonda. At Shooters, Joe is bitching about her career and Jake is like, Joe, stop. He's got to tell her something important. I'm trying to tell you something for days, but you just won't start rattling on about your fucking career. 
And he's like, Joe, I saw your ex-husband. Yeah. And she's freaked out. And this is another classic Joe move. She's like, I got to get out of here. And she just leaves. I thought you were starting at shooters. (laughs) She just fucked. Yeah, where is she going? What does it matter if the husband's there? He's more likely to find her at home now that he knows. Why is she going back home if she's scared of running into him? Stay at shooters. Yeah. Stay with Jake. Yeah. This makes no sense to me. At the gala, wow. <laughs> Billy and Allison are dancing to the con- the Gloria Estefan. Miami Sound Miami Machine. Miami Sound Machine. The conga song. The conga song. <laughs> I, I, part of me was like, is this the official it's song? Not, or is it like a version of It's song? not. It was like a cover. <laughs> yeah, it was very, it's like we can't pay for the rights. It was definitely a cover version. But they're like letting loose on the dance floor. They're letting it rip. But there's like 15 people at this party. This party is super, it looks like a prom. And it was like, this is not a gala. No. This is not a ball. This is a get together. (laughs) With food and drinks. And people are like cocktail attire. I would have been so upset if I had spent money on a dress and like showed up to that. Well, honestly, Allison's dress kind of fits a cocktail vibe, but why is Billy in a tux? Why did the guys need to be in a tux and not yeah, just a suit? Right. It makes zero sense. They're in like a rec room. No, it's embarrassing. They're literally, there's like a basketball hoop in the corner. It's like, it looks like they're in the lobby of D&D, like <laughs> they've, they've made a little festive. Yeah. It's just so, it's crazy. Um, yeah, the nerve of You expected this. it to be like in a ballroom type setting with the tables no. and there's like a stage with the podium or whatever. Yeah. They just have like a, one of those fold out tables with like the punch bowl and like, uh, somebody made Totino's pizza rolls. Right. It was, but super, they're on a silver platter. It was super low budge. <laughs> um, and then a slow song comes on. And so they start awkwardly slow dancing, but Allison's like, I can't do this. And she walks away and Billy follows her. And that's when Lucy appears. And so Billy is introduced to Allison's boss, Lucy. And of course, Billy knows all about Lucy because him and Allison know everything about each other's lives. So he's like, oh, the famous Lucy, you're Mm. the best advertising agent in the world. And Lucy's like, oh, he's too charming to be the married one. Right. She thinks this isn't Keith. This can't be Keith. This and Billy says it I'm the roommate one. And then she goes, "Oh, roommate, Allison, you continue to surprise me." And she's like, <laughs> "Allison who like has to make every situation like incredibly like this is a big stressful situation for me." Right, there should be zero stress like, "Yeah, he's just my roommate, nothing more. Who cares? You who can't say that." Gives a fuck. And she's like, "Oh, we're just platonic friends." Yeah. Oh, this is so humiliating. Lucy's interested, too, I think. I think Lucy thinks Billy's hot. Yeah. But she doesn't know his true personality. No. I mean, physically, Billy is cute. His personality is so bad, though. It's awful. It's like you wake up with that guy and you're like, ugh, what have I done? And it's not that he's a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He's clueless and he's, he's... He's thoughtless and careless. He's not like doesn't he's not like an evil bad soul. No, he's just entitled and childish. Like he hasn't he's, learned. He's annoying. Yeah. He would be so annoying. Um Billy then says to Allison, 
after Lucy leaves, he's like, don't you get tired of explaining our situation to everybody? And he's like, God, I guess you you were just worried all night I was going to embarrass you, huh? Uh, yes, always. I'm always worried about you, Billy. <laughs> then the business mullet guy, Danny, comes up and he goes, Eleanor, there you are, to Allison. Mm. And he's like drunk. This guy's really drunk. And he's like, yes. I got stood up by my date. It's like, how do you get stood up? To the advertiser's ball. That's humiliating. Like, you don't even need a date necessarily to go. I still am baffled by that. I would never bring that up to anyone, that I got stood up to the D&D advertising gala. Yeah. But he's, like, just blabbing it up, and he's telling Allison how he got stood up, still doesn't know her real name. And um, Allison's like, Billy, this is the guy I asked to the party. And then he asks Allison to dance. And he makes Billy hold his little cocktail plate with like one shrimp on it. Very sad. It was really sad. So Billy, so Allison's just like leaving Billy for the guy who doesn't even know her name. Pretty rude on Allison's part. Very rude on Allison's part. Joe and Jake come home and he learns that Joe is still legally married. I honestly didn't know that we didn't know that. I thought we all knew that. <laughs> that I was, like, was like, oh, okay. That was the whole thing is that she just bounced. Right. And if she's not even contacting him, how do you divorce him? Right. And she's like, what am I going to do? And Jake has a good point. He's like, well, you left him with no notes and no calls. Yeah. Like you just bounced. We don't even really know what he did. And this is where Joe also reveals to us that they were married for four years, and she's like, he wasn't all bad. So it's like the first time we've seen a softer sort of opinion of the husband. Yes. And at this point, there still has never really been any specifics about what he did or what yeah. he did that was that warranted her just not being able to get a divorce from him. Outside of like vague, he's rich and she couldn't be herself type stuff. There wasn't any indications that he was abusive. She, we even. I don't even think the drinking thing was knowledge until this episode. No, and the whole not being myself, that could that could just be they're very rich and stuffy. I had to conform to their ideas of how to be or something like that. Yeah, except Joe comes up with all of this in her head and just leaves without any explanation, like very rude. Right, because even if you don't want to be married, why do you have to leave like that unless it's a situation that's extremely abusive or something? As usual, Joe is like, I just want to be alone. It's my problem, Jake. So he leaves. He's like, well, you know where to find me. Joe picks up the phone and she calls someone and she says, look, I know he's here. Just tell me where he's staying. Meanwhile, at the D&D advertising (laughs) gala, Allison is dancing with Danny And poor Billy is so bored that he's dunking a pretzel stick into his water and swirling it around. Did you see that? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I do feel like Allison is wrong here. She's in the wrong here for sure. But Billy is once again overacting. He's pouting, like he's visibly pouting, (laughs) sticking a pretzel stick in a drink, making a scene, a low-key scene. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's making a low-key scene and Allison comes up to him and she's like, Billy, is it okay if I go to the after party with Danny? Again, very rude. They came together. 
why not invite him? Why couldn't she invite him? Or say to him, you're welcome to come. It might be boring. Like, what do you want to do? Like, leave it up to him maybe and hope he says no. I don't know. And he's like, sure, have a great time. Yeah, he's he's bummed. Fucking pissed. He rented a tux and he canceled his seminar, which probably cost a lot of money. Where's Billy, again, where's Billy getting this money? Because a few episodes ago, he bought Allison that necklace or bracelet, whatever it was. Seriously. And that was, we determined that was probably like an $800 necklace. Yeah. No one knows. Where's this money coming from? When is the loan shark going (laughs) to break his legs? Yeah. Meanwhile, Joe meets her husband at a hotel bar and he calls her Beth because remember her name is Beth, but she goes by Joe now. Yeah. Because that's her middle name. Yeah, Beth is her rich married lady name. Yeah. And she's like, our marriage is over. And her husband, Charles, is like, I've stopped drinking, Beth. I went to rehab. And I learned how many people I hurt with my drinking. And he's like, basically, the reason he came to see her is to make amends. But come on, we know that's not the case. We know he's there for an all. This is not a good, honest amends process. This is the kind of amends that's like an anti-amends where he's trying to get something out of it. Right. He wants to get back together yes. with her. Joe is on the verge of tears. She's, but like she, in a happy way. Yeah. Cause she's like, oh my God, you stopped drinking. That's like good enough for her. It's a, it's a step. <laughs> it's a step. So he asks her to have lunch with him. Yes. Just lunch. I promise. Yeah. He's already sort of manipulating. The her, situation. Yeah. He. This is like he wants to meet a second time. Mm. I thought it's like, why don't you make the amends here? Why don't you yeah. explain yourself? At, we're at a hotel bar. I like to like a, a telltale sign that someone was an ex-alcoholic is or an alcoholic was when they're like, I'll have a soda. I'm drinking soda water. See, <laughs> yeah. I'm just notice that. Yeah, I'm getting a soda water. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. So Jane has a nightmare that Sydney is fucking Michael. And she wakes up and she's late for work. And it was pretty chilling because Sydney is next to her in bed. Yeah. Michael is on the phone in the kitchen and he's planning a surprise party for Jane. I don't know why he's doing this while she's still in the apartment. It's like you didn't wake up your wife for work. She's late for work. 
Why are you doing, just wait like five minutes till she leaves the house. It's so. She could hear you. Yeah. This apartment seems tiny uh, to me, but not only that, I was just like, here we go with another fucking sitcom storyline because right. Sydney's a little involved with the surprise party yeah. and they actually didn't really do what I thought they were going to do. They kind of bailed on it or something, but I thought it was going to be one of those misunderstandings because Jane has the dream and then she was going to see Michael and Sydney kind of secretly talking about the surprise party and read into it. Right. No, they didn't go in that route. No. But Michael is wearing a really concerning shirt in this scene. It's like a denim maroon button down shirt with a tie. Yes. I didn't like this look. And I think he needs to throw this shirt out. I don't ever want to see it again. No, it's not good for Michael. Sydney wants to help, but he's not into her helping with the surprise party. But he does eventually relent. And then she kisses him on the cheek. And Jane does walk in on them Yes, when she kisses him on the cheek. She's like, Michael, you're the best. And she's like, there's like the dramatic music that plays. Yes. Allison talks to Billy as he's putting on his shoes, and she's like, Billy, I'm sorry about last night. And he's pissed. Yeah. And he says, I blow-dried my hair three times. <laughs> Why? Why <laughs> three Because he stupidly got his hair wet again somehow. Right. <laughs> he's like, whoa, I just jumped in the pool. For- I forgot. I have, a- <laughs> I, just- I have a gala. <laughs> right. He didn't blow-dry it three times to make sure it was perfect. He blew-dry it three times because he kept jumping in the pool because he kept forgetting he had to go to a gala. It just doesn't make sense to me three times. <laughs> and, he, and he rented a tux. And he's like, you dumped me. Yeah, she did. And he thought it was a date. And she goes, Billy, you are being so unreasonable. <laughs> Is he? I think even if, even if it was clear, the boundaries were clear that it wasn't a date, just as a friend, to ditch your friend like that is That's rude. What I, yeah. I don't... Like, I think the problem is Billy is right to be mad, mm-hmm. but he handles it in such a babyish way that it's irritating still. Yeah. And it's hard to give him the pro, you know the respect he des- wants. And, and the credit. Yes. And like to be like, all right, you're in the right here, Billy, even though he is in the right. What Allison did last night was shitty. Yeah. Joe tells Jake that she went to see her husband and she's like, it's confusing. I can't just walk out and say it's over. It's like, well, you did that. You literally, you didn't even say it's over. You just walked out and you didn't say anything. You moved across the country. And this is where she is her own worst enemy because everyone is led to believe that something horrible happened. But now why is she willing to see it differently? Yeah. It just makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. And we know she's not like an abused woman, even though this guy does. We do learn later in the episode that, okay, well, is this also information Joe has been withholding that he is like a mean drunk? Yes. And a scary, because that would have been, people would have understood that. They would have been like, oh, he's like a scary drunk or he isn't, he has alcoholism. And like, yeah, of course you left. Yeah. Why didn't she just fucking lead with that? Like I said, you can give um, a brief synopsis without going into detail, and people, most people will be like, oh, I get it. Do you right. know what I mean? Like he had, he had a drinking problem. That's it. Right. So Joe's got baggage. That's what I wrote. Joe's <laughs> got baggage and unfinished business. 
Matt makes Rhonda an espresso at his apartment as she's talking to him about her wedding planning. And he's like, wow, I didn't know you were planning the wedding of the century, Rhonda. And he's like, what about your volunteer work? No, Matt turned on her. Matt <laughs> was like, damn, Matt. Like, Dude, Matt, you were the opposite. And Matt was like, uh, I was shocked that Matt was like kind of um, getting these digs in on Rhonda. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I'm like, damn, Matt, like you need to drink more espresso. You're like in a bad mood. But at the same time, I like when my Matt has some fight in him. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's unjustified. <laughs> Only because every we just watch everyone walk all over Matt constantly. And he's just probably sick of Rhonda's shit. Yeah. He's like, God, what about I, your what about your dance class? What about, what about cardio What about who you're trying to Save the community. You threw that one in too. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, yeah, Matt, that was one episode. Right. Where she got interested in like, what was it? Saving South Central or something. She, and then we never saw her do it again. No. Rhonda completely abandoned that. Uh, she pretty much abandoned. We don't even know the last time she taught a class. No. She's wedding planning now, Matt. Let her have this. Um, where am I? I think we're back with the husband. With Joe's husband? Yes. Okay, yeah. At lunch with Joe's husband. I keep calling him the husband, even <laughs> though his name's Charles, but he's just the husband to me. Yeah. Because she never said his name. I agree. Until this episode. I don't accept Charles. I don't either. I'm just, it, it's the husband. It's the husband. He's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, look, I made my decision and I left. And he's like, I think you left because you were scared. Ugh, and he's this like, guy. Beth, we got to get past this. And yeah. he, he's like, I need you to show me around town. So he wants to like extend this. He, even though he said, it's just lunch. It's just I'm, lunch. I'm shocked she agreed. I don't get her big conflict here. I just don't get Joe at this point. No. She's very uh, confusing. I think the thing is, maybe subconsciously we are... We kind of think of Joe as mature. Yes. And she's actually not. She's uh, not. Because honestly, even if, let's say her husband had a drinking problem, why couldn't she still be like, you know what? I'm out. I'm leaving you. I'm moving to LA. I'll send, my lawyer will send you papers. Like you can still like leave. Even if, if you don't feel safe, you can leave and then contact them in some way. Right. Still, because uh, you need to end the marriage. Right. You're not just like you're she's not in the witness protection program oh. where that shit gets taken care of or whatever. Like why doesn't she have a lawyer? She still can handle things maturely like unless it's an extremely awful situation obviously. Even then there's still ways you can deal with it without being found, right? Like Right. It's just like she's not handling this in a way that's going to really uh, work out for her. What is it about Joe that like you said this is a really interesting point? That we sort of, from the first episode, Joe is supposed to be like the mature one. She just seems a little more serious, I think, and maybe older, even though she might not she be. She comes off older, not that she like looks older, no. but she come, the way she carries herself, and I think it's the way she talks about herself, and that she's sarcastic and seems kind of jaded. Because they're selling this, she's a New Yorker. Right. And maybe in our minds... It just comes off more mature. Yeah. The way you're right. I think her sarcasm and she seems more like 
she she seems like she knows what's going on with herself, but she actually doesn't. She like, really, really doesn't. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's kind of like how Jake seems a little more mature too than the other people. Yes. Even though he's obviously fucked up. Right. Yeah, so she's like agrees to take him around town. At K Beacon, Sydney's there and Jane is like and Jane is like How's the apartment hunt coming? And Jane's irritated because Sydney is just like watching Jane work over her shoulder and just buzzing around her like a mosquito. And Jane is irritated. She's like, I got work to do here. Yeah, she finally like snaps. She's like, I got designs to do, (laughs) Sydney. I'm a designer. I'm a designer and you need to respect that. Yeah. That night, Billy is ordering Chinese. This is Billy's Chinese order. Okay. <laughs> it's two mushu porks and one order of there was something else. I'll tell you what it was because I lost it. Sizzling rice soup. Okay. <laughs> okay. I haven't heard that in phrase in so long, but it used to be in something I ordered every a lot. time. Every, Do they even have that anymore? You never see it anymore. You never see it anymore. And every time I ordered Chinese food as a kid, which was a lot, I ordered sizzling rice soup. And you don't see it anymore. I swear to God, I do not see that anymore. So when he said it, I almost fell out of my chair. So I was like, sis, it was like, I haven't heard that name. It was like one of those moments. <laughs> yes. I was like, holy shit, sizzling rice soup. I'm like, I want it fucking now. It was so good. Do you remember getting it in the restaurant though, yes. where they would put it yes. in and it would actually sizzle? But what, yeah. And what they would do if you ordered delivery, they would they put the rice in separate packages so that you could make it you'd put it in yourself. Right, but it didn't have that sizzle. It wasn't the same. So is he just eating a lot of mushu pork? That's just for him. Two orders? Two orders? I was like, does Jake get one and you get one? Because I was like, why don't you get two dishes and share? Right. That's like my... I know. (laughs) I think they each wanted mushu pork. I was like, does the writer's room not know other Chinese food dishes? Like, this is crazy. Yeah, uh, but it did make me laugh. Yeah. And Jake is freaking out because he can't get a hold of Joe. And he's like, I don't want to lose her, man. And this is where we learn that they still haven't fucked. It's shocking. Then Joe and her husband arrive. (laughs) And Jake and Billy spy on them through the windows. Their eyes are literally through the slits on the blinds. Like They're like two tweakers at the window spying on on Joe and her husband. And Joe fucking kisses him. Wild. Okay, Joe. And it's like not a peck on the cheek. It is a kiss. Yeah. It's a smooch. The next day, Jane comes home from a jog as Michael is hiding her birthday cake. Michael is so (laughs) not like, he's not sly about this surprise party. We're still in dumb comedy Michael era. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> He's like the hapless husband and building maintenance guy right. plus a doctor. Right. But he's 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 he doesn't know how to do anything. He can't do jack shit. And he's like, this cake is huge, by the way. I it's was worried really about huge this cake and, and disgusting. I was worried about this cake in every scene. Cause it's like we're still in that era where it's like someone could drop the cake. <laughs> that and might fucking happen. Duh, Matt falls in it. And we, then, Matt lifts his head covered in frosting. But then they make Matt clean it up. Yeah. He puts on a little apron and <laughs> cleans it up. He's like, what? I'm, no one else is going to help me? And he does it with his face still covered in frosting. Yep. No one even wipes his nope. face off. 
So he's hiding the cake from her as she arrives from her jog. And she's like, you're right, Sydney has to go. And he's like, now? Because now he needs Sydney because she's an instrumental part of this surprise party mm. planning. Yeah. And he's like, well, what are you... Why don't you go talk to her tonight? And then uh, also, this was bad, dumb on Michael's part, is tasking Sydney with being the thing that gets Jane to the surprise party location. Like, you really trust Sydney to get that done? Also, that's the last person Jane wants to hang out with right now. Get Matt to do it. You know no, he will. Matt will do the best job. Why would you pick <laughs> Sydney? This is crazy. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. I was like, they hate each other. Right. The last thing she's going to do is go along with one of Sydney's plans. Right. Like, what is she going to tell her? We got to right. go back to K-Beacon? Yeah. Whatever. Like, it's just baffling choice. Um, yeah, and they're going to have the party at K-Beacon Studio, which is also fucking stupid. Kay agreed to this? There's no way Kay would agree to this. Why is... And everyone's driving to the West Side? Again. No. If somebody invited me to this party, like, no. Where, where no, is it? A it's, surprise. It's on, with, it's on Ocean Avenue? No. What kind of cake? No. It's from the grocery store? No. No. <laughs> Coming for a Safeway cake? Come on. With, for some reason, red, white, and blue balloons. Like, it was a 4th of July party. This cake looked like absolute dog shit. Like, <laughs> I would not eat this cake. It was terrible. Um... So, yeah, Jane agrees, and he's like, if you guys don't work it out tomorrow or tonight, then just, you know, goodbye, Sydney. Wait, is this the scene where we, he, we find out that Sydney had a heart murmur? Um, no. Oh, I, have I don't remember where that was. I just, I, I have it written here. Um, but that just also made me laugh because that's why Sydney has gotten away with a lot. Yeah. Because she, she was diagnosed with a heart murmur that went away at some point. Right. But people still let her get away with everything. Yeah. So that's Jane's sort of, whereas Sydney's like, Jane's the perfect child. Sydney, Jane is like, she always got to get away with everything because she had a heart murmur. Right. Uh, which just made me laugh. So Allison can't believe Joe went on a date with her husband. Oh, she's like in complete disbelief because, but it makes sense because all we know about this guy is that Joe is on the run from him. And so it's baffling. And when you're on the run from someone, you assume this guy's going to like kill her, kill her. Yeah. But now she's going on a date with him and Joe is like, he's changed. He's not drinking anymore. And then she also mentions that she finally got a gallery job. I don't know. Who, which gallery wants to hang those pictures up? Also, is it what does that mean? Being, is she just hanging stuff? Is she the receptionist? <laughs> right. We don't what know what is that means. This job. Yeah. What What's the photography job, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I like when she eventually starts working for D and D. Oh, right. When she like, or at least like she does like freelance stuff. But that's at least like a recognizable income job. <laughs> but that that makes sense. But I do like that era. Oh, totally. Um. Anyway, Allison's skeptical. Jake comes over, and Joe is like, I can't go to Jane's surprise party, and which sucks because Jake wanted to go with her. It's so sad. She's blowing off Jane's surprise party to go out with her ex-husband or her current husband. And Jake is just like, poor Jake. He's just like, I thought we were going to go together. No. 
Like he gets bailed on and he's like, he's the one who's been there for, for Joe. This whole time. And she's not even, it's like of all the people in that building, she owes him an explanation about what's going on with the husband. And she's completely cold with him. She shut him off. Yeah. Completely shut him off and not giving him any information at all. It's crazy. No. Uh, She's stringing him along and... Jake says to Allison, Allison, some advice, never go out with anyone in the building. Ha ha. <laughs> Michael tells Billy that Sydney is going to take Jane to Shooters, and then from Shooters, she's going to lure her to K-Beacon Studio for the party. And then uh, he's like, you guys are bringing the cake, right? And Billy says, no, I'm bringing the cake. Little baby boy. Little baby Billy, because he's still mad at Allison, and he's not <laughs> riding in the same car with her. Right. I'm bringing the cake. Which and is crazy, because it's a long drive. You should carpool. You should fucking carpool. What, yeah. What, we don't even know what the parking situation... It's Santa Monica. It's going to be bad. Yeah. There's, it's permit parking at night there. Carpool, you yes. idiot. Anyway... Allison is like, oh, Billy, this is ridiculous. We go to these things together all the time. He's like, well, we'll go to them together separately. (laughs) See, this is where Billy is in the right, but then he takes it too far. That's what's so frustrating about him. It's like you could hold this over her in a a subtly petty way, and you would still be right. The thing about being petty is you can't carry it too long, or then you just look like the bad guy. And he's being the bad guy at this yes. point. Now it's like, okay, enough is enough. He's still butthurt about, about the gala. Meanwhile, at Shooters, Jane and Sydney are playing pool, and they're already bickering. So we know... This is not going well. Jane's not going to make it to K-Beacons <laughs> by the time this is over. I like that we don't really see what happens, though. No. They're just immediately bickering. They're immediately bickering. And then the next scene is Sydney arriving alone at the party as if that's normal. <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, Jane's not coming. <laughs> it's so funny to me because I was so- like, she literally just walks in like she's arriving at fucking Flaming Colossus or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, you had the most important <laughs> job and you're just like, yeah, she's not coming. Yeah. Woo, it's party. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, it probably will be funner without Jane, but it is her party. It is the most Sydney move. And this is what I love about Sydney's character is that she does these, she pulls these stunts like this where it's just, and she has, com- she's completely oblivious to like why you can't do that. Um, she's an, she's like a, the classic agent of chaos. Yes. Like she's Loki. Like she just causes problems and just being, just existing. Like, yeah, she, uh, she is a pure agent of chaos. Um, okay. So that puts her in the Ralphie category. Yes. Cause I have my, um, I've, I've decided that in every single drama show, there is one character who exists to be a purely an agent of chaos. And usually I hate that character, but for some reason I love Sydney. So Ralphie in The Sopranos, yes. agent of chaos. John Voight's character in Ray, Ray Donovan, Donovan, agent of chaos. Um, I forget who I realized, re- another person I realized recently was an agent of chaos. But it's just like there has to be one in every series. And that's Sydney. Right. Where they're not even, even when they're not actively doing something, it's causing trouble. They still manage to fuck shit up. Yeah. And and they're oblivious to what most of us feel, like things like shame. Right. Or like 
not wanting to make people upset. They don't, they're like unfazed by that kind of stuff. Yes. So Jane arrives at this party, which is popping off. Billy and Allison arrive with the cake. I'm sorry, not Jane. Sid, Sid, Okay. Sydney. This party's in full swing. Billy and Allison, they, arri- they enter first with the cake. Right. Then Sydney arrives and Michael's like, where's Jane? Yeah. Because <laughs> she's bringing, because Michael's like, about, you know, was about to corral everybody. And, right. and Sydney just walks in. Yeah, she's like, hey. <laughs> and and she just goes, she's not coming. We had a fight. Yeah, as if that's an acceptable thing to say. <laughs> like, that's, what that, that's what's great about Sydney. It's like, she's not coming. We had a fight. It's like, this is her surprise party. <laughs> like, that was not an option right. for you. Like, at least call Michael and be like, you got to get Jane because she hates me. Right. She just shows up without Jane. <laughs> Incredible. So that's like a long drive, like we've discussed numerous times. Not once has she thought, I better give Michael a heads up no. about what this what's going on. No. Nobody. And, and and it's like, that's not acceptable, Sydney. No. Like, <laughs> yes, you got into a fight, but you have to tell people what's happening so they can make other arrangements. Right. But no, no, she doesn't even do that. And Michael says, nice time to pick a fight, Sydney. And she goes, she started it. <laughs> Which is even better. Yes. <laughs> Michael's like, oh, I better go find her. So now Michael has to drive back to West Hollywood. And where is he going to find her? Where, he, is she, where is she? We, we don't, don't know. know where she is. We last saw her at Shooters. Allison talks to Jake at the party, and he's bummed out because he's really into Joe. He's like, it just feels right with her. And so he's like, I got to get out of here. So Jake bails. He's like, this party's fucking... This is not Jake's scene. This is not, not Jake's scene. He's like, I made an appearance. Jane's not even here. I'm leaving. Yeah. He gets on his bike and Billy and Allison follow him out before he leaves. And Allison's like, Jake, you have to give her time and space. And he's like, fuck that. And he just peels out of there. Because right. Jake is impulsive. And he has given her, I feel like giving someone time and space is one thing. But for her to not even say anything to him when they've clearly been seeing each other is crazy. He needs an explanation. He deserves one. He should get an explanation and then then the time and space comes. Because she's she, all she ever says is like this vague notion of like, I just need to be alone right now. Like she's never specific. She needs to be like, I'm going to see where this goes with my husband. I'm really sorry. We had a really nice time together. Like I know this is really shitty. I'm going to like start dating my husband again and see if this is something I can pursue. I understand if you're not here when I, if I, you know, decide yes. not to pursue it. I understand if you like want to move on, but like, this is just something I have to do. She doesn't even give him that option. No, it's unreasonable to give someone time and space without knowing what's happening. Like, what are you giving them time and space from? Like, do you know what I mean? It's crazy. So Joe and the husband are on their date. And he asks her if she's been seeing anyone. And she's like, well, yeah, Jake, but it's not serious. And he's like, see, I'm not jealous. The first red flag. The first red flag is he's like bending over backwards to tell her. How not jealous he is. Yeah, how not jealous he is about this. Back at K Beacons, Michael walks in with Jane and everyone's like, surprise. And she's like. He's like, she already knows. I had to tell her just to get her over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can't you just pre- 
pretend. So, because so, give the guests that moment, right? Right. right. No, Michael. <laughs> just like, I was like, okay. It is really funny that J- that Sydney sabotaged Jane's birthday party, but like almost unintentionally. Right, That's she why she's so great because it's not like she's like, I'm gonna sabotage Jane's because she could have told her or right. like she could have done it in a million ways. But that's just who she is. <laughs> so fucking funny. This is a testament to like Laura Layton being so charming and Sydney being so charming is that even when she does like these ultimate dick moves, you don't hate her. Well, here's the thing. You know, Jane loves a surprise party too. (laughs) Like a lot of people were like, oh, who cares? But you know, Jane would have been floored by this gesture on Michael's part. Yeah. So she took that away from Jane. (laughs) Jane loves romance. She really does. She immediately pulls Sydney aside and is like, you are out of here tomorrow. And she's like, Sydney's like, I'll tell you what, you won't have to wait until tomorrow. Mm. Later, Jake is taking a late night swim in the pool and Joe approaches and they have a talk and she's like, you're angry. And he's like, yeah, I'm angry. Duh. Yeah. So they have a fight and he's like, I just don't want to Sit back while you slip away. And then she's like, Jake, go to hell, which I don't think she has a right to do. He also kind of low-key says he loves her. He does. Because he's like, you know, I'm falling in love with this person who's slipping away. Right. And that was pretty big for Jake. It was very big. He's getting real and she can't handle it. And she's like, go to hell. And so she runs upstairs and then she cries. She should cry because she has a hottie in Jake. Why? Who fucked Charles? (laughs) Her husband's so not attractive. No. Why get rid of him? Billy is up watching TV and eating a mountain of snacks. This is like a lot of snacks on this coffee table. I really appreciate the writer's um, commitment to having Billy and Allison eat a lot of food. Me too. (laughs) Because I always love seeing what they got going on. Yeah, I do too. And Allison is so rude. This is so rude. (laughs) She sits in front of the TV like she's a cat and shuts it off. Like she grabs the remote and shuts off the TV and she's like, I want to talk. And she doesn't even say I want to talk. She just immediately launches into what she wants to say. And Billy is like, hey, I was watching that. And she, he tries to get the remote from her, but she's like, no. And he's like, Billy... She's like, Billy, obviously there's some weird kind of jealousy thing going on here. And Billy's like, Allison, you're intellectualizing this thing way out of proportion. <laughs> That's what he said. I wrote it down. Yeah. And then she goes, Billy. And he says, you went to the ball. You saw your chance to get laid and you went for it. <laughs> there was something shocking about him saying get laid. <laughs> And then he says, guess Danny boy couldn't close the deal. Referring to the guy that she blew him off for. And Allison's like, and how exactly would you have closed the deal, Billy? This is like where I full body cringed. Because I was like, I do not want to see this. I wanted to throw up during this scene. And it's even worse than I anticipated by like a lot. Billy gets up and starts tossing around a pack of cookies like it's a hacky sack. Because remember, Andrew Shue was like a semi-pro soccer player. Yes. Right? Yeah. So he's always got to show, like he's got to do like a little like um, 
soccery shit. Soccery <laughs> shit. <laughs> We've seen this several times from him. Right. In He's this like, show. I can kick things. Yeah, and like headbutt it with yeah. my head. Um he gets up and he goes, First I'll fill you up with my fudge peanut butter cookie. <laughs> Just I'm revolted. <laughs> Then he starts doing, he's like, then I'll play your favorite U2 song. And then I'll do my famous, my world famous monkey impression. And he grabs a banana and he puts it in his mouth and he's like, (laughs) and he's grabbing her and she's like, Billy. And she's laughing. She's in her robe and he's getting handsy with her. I just wrote, my God. (laughs) I I couldn't believe, like the cookies were disgusting. Then the U2 song, I was like, what the hell? And then when he did the monkey impression, I was I was like, if some guy did this in front of me, I would be thinking, how do I get out of here as fast as possible? <laughs> like, I need to leave here immediately. I would literally call the cops and be like, you cannot come back in this apartment. It was so... I, I have like goosebumps thinking about I'm it. I'm so I was disgusted. Like, this is so... Is he joking? I don't know what's going on right now. Does he think... Also, I can't help during these scenes but to think about Andrew Shue <laughs> being like, oh, this is going to be a fun acting moment for me. And it's just so painful. It's just so painful. Like, did he did he have this idea? Did the writers have it? Like, did he... Was he like, oh, I do a killer monkey impersonation <laughs> we should do that like what was this were they just like andrew just go nuts just come up with some just do whatever it was repulsive because i don't know who wrote this it's it, someone who did not like him probably <laughs> i think whoever wrote billy campbell didn't like andrew shoe yeah i think so um so he picks her up and he carries her to the couch and he lays her down on the couch. And there's like a, there's a moment where we're like, oh my God, are they going to kiss? Yeah. They're going to kiss, aren't they? Yeah. But then he says goodnight. He's like, see, aren't you wet? <laughs> I mean, he kind of says that. Yeah. He, he actually is like, that was a successful sealing the deal. That's what you call sealing the deal. Yeah. I would be laid right now. Ugh. <laughs> Now we know what he's done to all the women before. He's the single mom, the woman in the cab. That's how he got them. Yeah, right. We didn't see that. We just didn't see that where he was doing the monkey impression. We've always suspected he had no game, but now we know. Now we know for sure. Yeah. There's a knock at Joe's door and surprise, it's the husband and he's been drinking and Mm. he immediately starts screaming about Jake. And this is a scary moment for Joe. And she tries to call the police, but he grabs the phone. And then he grabs her and continues screaming. And he's like, you were nothing before you met me. And you're still nothing. Yeah. Um, and he leaves. But she's really shaken up. And Jake sees him on the way. He's like leaving. He's so, so Jake sees him on the way out. And I'm like, oh, Jake's going to punch him right now. Seriously. Wh- why is this the one time Jake doesn't punch someone? Jake always wants to punch he someone. He punched that guy in front of the cool bar with Joe. Right. <laughs> why, why didn't he punch this guy? And Joe comes out and she's like, I need both of you to leave. Why is she making Jake leave? He's just coming to see what's going on. And then the husband... Looks at Jake and says, I don't see any rough edges. Right. I don't even get what that meant. Is he like, Jake is hot? <laughs> like, what? Because <laughs> I think when she described Jake, she's like, he has some rough edges, like, or whatever. I'm but, not sure it's going to work out. His point. 
Yeah, well, his point was like, he looks pretty fuckable to me. <laughs> like, what was his point? I mean, I guess I'd see Jake and be like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> totally. If I saw that my wife I was trying to get back together with, that's the guy, I'd be like, I'm I'm out. I, I surrender. I'll, I'm signing the divorce papers now. I think you should go with this guy. He's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next day, Sydney has her bag packed and she's ready to leave. And Jane is like trying to be all nice now that she's leaving. Yes. And Sydney feels bad about last night. She says, I let you walk out of shooters because I wanted to ruin your party. <laughs> and uh, Sydney, um, oh, they think this is the heart murmur. Was this the heart murmur story? Oh, no, she told it to someone else. Yeah, that was earlier. But they have a little talk, and we learn that Sydney was jealous of Jane growing up. And Jane, on the other hand, felt that she was competing for attention from her parents because Sydney got all the attention. Right, because she was the troublemaker. She was the troublemaker. So she inadvertently got all the attention, and Jane was perfect and didn't get any attention. Right. Maybe a classic dilemma. So they have this little like makeup moment, but, but you know Jane is just happy. Like, look, I'll be nice to her now that she's leaving. Right, because at the party, I think Jane says it to Cindy, like, look, we never got along and we never will. Like, <laughs> she kind of had that last line to her. She had resigned to the fact that they just weren't going to have a relationship. Yeah, so now she's kind of backtracking a bit. Because she knows she's leaving. Yeah. And so she doesn't have to deal with her again. And Billy is giving Sydney a ride in his <laughs> cab. Because he's the only person they know with a cab. She gets the Billy discount. The- <laughs> The re- resident discount. The Billy discount. That's disgusting. Because you know the, you know the Billy discount happens if he gets a hand job. Seriously, he turns the meter off yeah. for the last few miles. <laughs> as long as you're stroking, the meter's off. <laughs> so that's all nice and tied up in a little bow until the next time yes. Sydney arrives on the show. <laughs> At Matt's. Rhonda is bothering him while he's trying to work out. And I love that Matt snaps at her and says, Rhonda, do we have to do this? It is Sunday. The way they're working, it's like he looks like he has zero room to do a He has barely any room to do a sit-up because Rhonda's like standing above him. Yeah. He's wearing a Morrissey t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> That's his workout clothes, which made me laugh. Because it's like, of course, Matt's just working in like a concert t-shirt. Yeah. And of course, it's Morrissey. Right. Yeah, the sit-ups just was just like, Rhonda's like, Matt, you're single. <laughs> you need to get abs. <laughs> you need to strengthen your fucking upper body. <laughs> He's just trying to do his little workout. And she's so, he's had it with her. He's so fucking irritated. And she's like, whoa, what's going on? And he's like, I'm scared. See, this is what's great. This is the difference between Joe and Matt. Matt will tell you immediately if you ask him what's going on. Matt is very in touch with his emotions. Right. When Matt snaps, you know something else is going on. And when it, he'll, he'll soon tell you what exactly is the cause of his abrasive personality change. <laughs> he, he's not going to drag it all out. No. He's not going to drag it all. Matt is a very self-aware person. He's very self-aware and he's fine with sharing because he's in those groups, group therapies all day. And you know he's in therapy. Oh, absolutely. He's the most emotionally healthy person in the entire building. He is, by a mile. So he's scared 
of finding someone for himself. And he's also scared of losing Rhonda because this means she's going to move out of the complex soon to go live with Terrence. And he's right to be scared because we know that's what happened. Because we know she's not going to call him again either. You're right. This is unacceptable behavior on Rhonda's part that she just marries a rich guy in LA and never sees any of these people again. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can understand the other people in the complex, but not Matt, who they actually have like a friendship. How does she not ever speak to Matt again? It's like, I would, I'm going to laugh so hard, like in three seasons from now where Matt's just randomly like, I got a call from Rhonda. (laughs) She's like, yeah, she's in Chicago now. Right, right, right. They're billionaires or whatever. And it's yeah. just like, oh my God. I mean, maybe that does happen. I just don't remember. I don't either. It's just going to be funny if it does. I know. Um, oh, and also he wants to be Rhonda's best man. This was also irritating to me because he's like, who's your best man? And she's like, oh, Terrence has someone. And he's like, no, who's yours? And Rhonda doesn't get it immediately. She's like... Brides don't have best men. I was like, he's your best friend right there saying that you didn't pick up on what he's saying. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He has to ask. He has to be like, but there there could be. Right. Like, it's me. Rhonda, it's me. I'm your best man. (laughs) And she's like, cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was so crazy i was like Rhonda. like we all get what he's going yeah. for here he he doesn't want to say who's your maid of honor like right. <laughs> he's he, oh my god that's so true that is so fucking true <laughs> she like makes him basically beg for it it's, it's so sad poor matt poor matt charles the husband is checking out of his hotel and joe approaches and she finally tells him i'm filing for divorce and he's not a, okay with this. So he he gets some cash out. He gets like a stack of cash and he hands it to her. And he says, that's what I pay all my whores. I would have been like, so you you have you have whores? <laughs> right. You're admitting that. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm right. gonna I'm gonna tell my lawyer. I'm gonna add it to my divorce petition. <laughs> <laughs> Get some more money out of you, you right. dumbass. <laughs> uh she gives the cash to a nearby bellboy and is like, this is a tip compliment of my ex-husband, Charles. He's a big tipper, but not much else. I was kind of like, that's not that big of an insult. <laughs> no. I was like, does big tipper mean something else? Like, I no. was like, that's kind of like a weird turn of the phrase. Like, it wasn't like... Everybody loves bi- a big yeah. tipper. Yeah. I felt bad for the poor bellhop because he's like, do I have to give this back to him <laughs> Right, he's like he clearly saw what had happened, right. and he knows that that it's not for him. Like, did Charles make him take it? Right. I was I was very curious. So Jake is working on his bike, and Joe is standing over him, giggling, sticking her ass out. She's like leaning over the bike, like yeah. yeah. Jake's supposed to know. Oh, she's hot again. Right. <laughs> she's not cold anymore. She's horny for me now. And she tells Jake she's filing for divorce. And they make up, and they also make plans to go for a ride out on the coast. Does Joe even have her motorcycle license yet? I don't think so. Oh, and I guess she's accepted it now? Like her own bike from Jake? Oh, yeah. Now she's accepted the bike. Yeah. But she doesn't have a motorcycle license, because remember when she got Jake in trouble? (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's right. Like, there could have been, like, one scene of her taking her driver's test, or coming in and being like, I passed my test. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, 
They kiss. So we end on like a sappy romantic note this episode. No, that's what they do. They kiss. They, they kiss. kiss. They kissed again. Maybe they'll have sex. And we won't get to see it. We're not going to get to see it. No. But they might have sex. We'll find out next week if yeah. they fucked. It's got to happen soon. Because now <sighs> it's officially on. It's right? on. It's on. Okay. All right. Well, we got some we got some exciting shit happening next week. Does Amanda come next week? I think she's coming pretty soon because D&D hires Amanda very... I might be not next episode, but the in two episodes. Okay. And then I, I was doing a little reading and I did see that they were only hiring her for like a four episode arc. Right. And this was the transition. Like what we've said before is accurate. It went from episodic to... Serial. The serial, yeah. Right. So that's the change that's coming as well. Right. I mean, and for, I would say since Keith is when this show started transitioning into serial. Like, but, yeah. But there have been, it has still felt mostly episodic. Absolutely. Even though there's been through line, storylines, whatever. Right. Like the Sydney thing was two episodes. And obviously the Joe husband has been a little bit of a runner episode. And Matt's um, lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, um, Okay, great. Great. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.